fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. What up? Welcome into a, uh, another episode of the show. Thank you, everybody. Good night. No. <laughs> Welcome in. We got a lot to talk about today. It is a Friday. It is not just a Friday. It is the Friday before Halloween. Can you believe we are officially at the trifecta of the holidays right now with Halloween on Monday? Monday, we're going to have a fun episode. We will do some Halloween-y, scary kind of things. We're going to kind of get you in that mode a little bit today as well. We'll have some fun. We have some politics to get to. We have some election coverage to get to. So there's a lot to get done in such a short amount of time. So let's get right to a welcome into the show. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you watch or listen to the show, we love you to death. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty. Man, I have not had one of these in a while. If you're watching the video streams, I busted open earlier today a soda. I don't drink soda, usually. Every once in a while, I'll have a Coca-Cola or I'll have a Sprite or something. I don't drink a lot of soda just because I try to be on a health kick, although <laughs> the way Mrs. Voice of Reason's been cooking, I haven't been on the health kick and trying to like you know process or at least contain the amount of food or cap what I'm able to eat because it's just been delicious. So nonetheless, I busted open a soda today, and I bu- it was it's really good because I love cream soda, so I got a, a red cream soda. And I shouldn't have done it because then I look on the back and see the ingredients and the red number 40s in there, which obviously makes it red. And red number 40 is like one of the worst things you could possibly drink ever, ever. So it was, I don't know why I did it, but I did it. And uh, now I'm it just, it, I drink about half of it and it just doesn't taste good anymore. So uh, there you go. Story of my life. Welcome into the show. That's how we introduce this program today on a Friday. <laughs> Coming up, bottom of the hour, we have Patricia Corey. She is the author of... The new book, Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. We'll talk about what uh, she's writing about as we talk about the Great Reset after COVID-19. Genetic modification, a lot of it coming from the COVID-19 vaccine. There is some new news coming out with COVID that we'll talk about a little bit later as well. So there's a lot to get to there, and we'll have some fun with it in just a bit. I do want to get into elections in just a little as, as well, but we've been covering it pretty heavy the last few days, and I know you're probably burnt out. You're like, Andy, I get it. We're going to go and vote. And, of course, our speculation on what that vote uh, to, may be, because that's what politicians do, right? That's what they do is guesstimate what the election results may be before it even happens. In fact, there are certain places in the country with the amount of early voting going on where they're already trying to call certain races a week and a half before election day. And that's just really, really stupid. We haven't even gotten close to election day yet. So what the hell are you doing thinking that we're going to uh, uh, just call it automatically already? So we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But right now, I think the big news of the day is the fact that we are on certain social media platforms. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and do it. What's trending today? Of course, Twitter has been in the news the last couple days as Elon Musk has officially taken over the company of Twitter. And yesterday he walked in to the headquarters of it. The photo was hilarious with him walking in with a sink. Yes, he bought a sink and he walked into the front doors with a sink 
and like a kitchen sink that you run the water in and wash your dishes in. And he took a picture and he posted it on his Tweety and said, let that sink in. I didn't make that up. He really did that. <laughs> I mean, that just shows the character that he is, and I kind of enjoy that. So I appreciate his sense of humor, his very dry, very nerdy sense of humor, but sense of humor nonetheless. So he walked in, and apparently there's going to be a lot of changes at Twitter as he's already walked in and fired about four of the executive directors and some of the head honchos there. They were concerned about potential layoffs, but the first thing he did was walk down into the basement and talk to the techie guys, which is why, if you remember some of the conversations that were released in his text messages on what he wanted to do. He didn't want to deal with business people. He didn't want to deal with the executives. He didn't want to deal with the corrupt politician that wanted to try and, you know, sleaze their way in to make money off of it. He didn't want to deal with the other people that wanted to partner up to make money off of the deal. He wanted to talk to the maintenance guys. He wanted to talk to the actual programmers. He wanted to talk to the smart cookies to make sure things were running smoothly. And he's released some of his plans on what Twitter may look like, uh, which is cool. I have my Twitter account. I had roughly almost 5,000 followers on Twitter for a while. And then during the big purge, when they released Donald Trump and they released some other people from Twitter, anybody that really supported Donald Trump, I miraculously was able to stay on there. But my followers went from like 5,000 down to like 1,500. And now I'm at like 18 or 1,900. Let me see real quick. I, I haven't checked it lately, but I'm not where anywhere near where I used to be. I'm at 1,869. Come on, man. Anybody want to help me out getting 2,000 followers on Twitter? Just break 2,000 again. That would be nice because we were up there before. So what could we potentially see from Twitter? It is coming at an interesting time when we're going into election season. I got a notification from Facebook, if anybody still uses Facebook as well, where they are now going to be censoring a lot of political ads and political content on Facebook because they don't want, quote-unquote, misinformation coming out during election season for those October surprises. So this is at a very intricate moment in history where Facebook and other media sites are starting to censor political content. Elon Musk, on the other hand, is going the opposite direction and opening it up, which Democrats and liberals and progressives are absolutely losing their minds over. They like censoring and putting people in bubbles and putting the algorithm out there to where you only see the content that you like. So therefore, you can just reinforce your own political ideas and your own philosophies as opposed to expanding those wings and reaching out and trying to understand other views and listening to other viewpoints and seeing other people's content and actually having dialogue. That's not allowed in social media anymore. And Elon Musk is there to change it. In fact, the new conversation, apparently, according to CNBC, is that he's going to or at least intending to allow Donald Trump back on to Twitter. Again, another big boom for the Democrats who despise what Elon Musk is doing. As many of them have left and just walked out on the company, many of them are angry about potential uh, 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 shutdowns or at least some type of layoffs. As one employee said that they are waiting on information about layoffs or projects that he may give them. Musk was on a meeting with relatively low-ranking engineer managers, according to CNBC, a welcoming gesture for many, uh, but he said that he plans to potentially cut near 75% of the headcount of the company. That's huge. Donald Trump says that's huge. That's bigly. Why? Because it's not going to be people sitting around on a computer censoring what you say, watching what you say, trying to monitor what you say. All he's really going to be keeping are some of the engineers and the uh, the maintenance guys, the guys keeping the program and platform up and running mechanically. Outside of that, 
he's letting a lot of people go. Now, of course, they try to make it uh, as a victimization of some of the executives that walked out, but the, the executives that were fired walked out with like $30 million apiece, so I don't feel too terribly bad for those guys. But what can we see for social media? In a bigger picture, for those that may not even use social media, I know that many of you that are listening to the radio program especially may not even like social media. There's a bigger grand scheme here. As we go into election season, what is this going to do for the young voters and some of the content that they're being exposed to? As we mentioned, with all the other social media out there, it is being censored. It has the algorithm. You get put into the box. You get put into this bubble. You get put into this groupthink echo chamber where you don't have any other content spread to you. And if Elon Musk is going to turn this around, and depending on how long it takes him to turn some of this around, it could be relatively quickly, it seems like. If he does that, then what could we see moving forward with the content for young individuals? Democrats are already a little panicky about what the young voters may actually turn out with with Election Day, as according to Newsmax, early voting among young Americans is relatively low. Now we've talked about the last few days about the minority communities already turning out more so for Republicans as the black votes or the Hispanic votes or however you want to break down with stupid identity politics. Uh, Those are predominantly moving towards Republican ideals because the Democrats have ostracized them. They have kind of pushed the envelope just a little bit too far. And now they're losing that base. Their other base they're really gunning for is the young generation. That's why they're trying to pay off student loans right now for the young kids. And if the young kids who are on social media start hearing about Republican values, start hearing about Republican content, start hearing about limited government, trying to show what Hunter Biden's really about, the gaps that Joe Biden has done, the gaps that uh, that uh, Fetterman has done, whatever his name is out in Pennsylvania, when you start hearing about that and you say, wait a second, maybe I shouldn't vote that way, now you're losing the last base the Democrats are desperate to gain to kind of solidify themselves for the next decade. Because if they don't win them over, their base is eating themselves alive. And just like a virus, just like some type of um, cancer, it spreads. And once it consumes its one group and its host, it has to find a new host because the old host can't survive with it any longer. That's where the minority groups are right now. That's where their base is from before. They've lost the moderate blue dog Democrats, who are the blue-collar workers, outside of being forced to vote that way because the union's telling them to do so. They've lost that base. So they have to find a new one. And the new one right now is not going in their favor. I'm hearing a noise in the in my head. I don't know if anybody can hear that. Uh, <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. I had music playing in the studio before I actually uh, started the program, and it was on a different internet tab. And I could just faintly hear it in my headphones. I don't know if it was going over the air or not, which hopefully not because it was some pretty angry stuff. Anyways, if Elon Musk opens up the algorithms on Twitter and he allows more content and allows specifically Donald Trump back into the realm here, this could be a game changer because then some that have multiple different social media accounts might be exposed to new content they're not used to being exposed to, which then makes them question, hey, wait a second, what is Facebook actually doing here? Hey, wait a second, what is YouTube actually doing here? Hey, wait a second, what is uh, TikTok actually doing here? Whatever program that individuals like to use nowadays, whatever the young kids are doing these days. They'll start questioning, why am I not seeing this stuff in other places? Or is it just those evil right-wing Nazis that are Trump supporters coming back onto Twitter and flooding the market because Elon Musk and that evil jerk allowed it to actually happen? This is bad for the Democrats, especially going into election season.
Right now, according to Newsmax, early voting for young adults is coming in extremely low. Only 5.4% of early ballots, for example, in North Carolina, have been cast by individuals that are 30 years of age or younger. That's a decline of more than 10% compared to 2020. Now imagine the young voters, the ones that are maybe first-time voters, second-time voters, under 30, even beyond the millennial generation, only 5% of early voting ballots in North Carolina have been cast for that age group. Not good for the Democrats. Not good at all. Can they recover here? Because right now, this gives us an opportunity to educate the young generation. My generation apparently is the one that gives the bad rep. The one behind me or the two behind me are the ones that see the stupid stuff we're doing. And they're supposed to be the extremely conservative group. So maybe it's going to be hurting us. But predominantly, I think Democrats still control that uh, demographic, especially with like the student loan forgiveness, which, by the way, was uh, had an announcement today, I believe, that said that we could be seeing checks go out to young Americans who applied for the student loan forgiveness program within the next two to three weeks. That's with the program even being halted in court by the six states that are trying to stop it for its constitutionality. They don't care. They're still ramming it through. They're still sending out the checks, and they could be getting it because they want that money out there. And if that money goes out there, then they can say, hey, vote for Democrats because we're the ones that lightened your debt load. You're welcome. Man, it's going to be interesting as we go through the next week or so here. Lots more coming up on The Voice Reason for a Friday. It's the Halloween Eve program. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, it is. Reason, common sense, rationale. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out here on a Friday, going into Halloween weekend, a spooky Halloween weekend. We'll have some fun with that here on the program in just a little bit. The bird has been freed, has been the latest meme floating around social media right now, is the uh, Tweety has been freed by Elon Musk getting rid of some of the executive directors. The uh, potential of releasing near 75% of the workforce at Twitter. Can you imagine how much the bill is going to go down there when you start firing people left and right? (laughs) And then trying to expand it into a more of a multimedia platform with some of the big plans that he has for it. Allowing more free speech, allowing more dialogue and content, which they are losing their minds over because they want the dominance over it, especially going into election season. We need to control the narrative. We We do not want conversation about Hunter Biden's laptop. We do not want conversation about the mental stability of Joe Biden shaking hands with the Easter Bunny. We do not want conversations going on about how bad the economy is. We do not want this information coming out, man. Come on. Why can't we contain this? And for those that still continue to use Tweety, then it's going to be an eye-opener for those on the other side, along with however many bots that may be in the platform as well. And with that factual information that may come out, which, by the way, you can find our program at Hoosier Reason on there, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, at Hoosier Reason. You can find the show. We do video stream it live on there every day, along with OpsLens, our partners over there that do the video streaming for most of their social media and website and app and everything else they have. You can find it on their page as well. I was just doing it on theirs and then sharing it, but I figured, what the heck, why not? We'll just blast it out on both of them and see 
uh, if that helps anybody as it is out and about all over. So, yeah, we're on there. And now that I'm glad that we stick uh, stuck on there, I've been keeping my head low on Twitter. I haven't really made a whole lot of comments over the last few years because I mean, I wanted some kind of presence and just kind of spectate and watch of what's going on. But now it's going to be interesting to see what happens with how big it grows and if it grows or if it shrinks. Is According to the news, they're scared of this as well with the mainstream media. They're like, the biggest challenge for Elon Musk is maintaining the sales and the revenue coming into the company because a lot of the advertisers are going to cut off. So... That's going to be, I guess, a challenge for him, but I'm sure that he doesn't care because it's going to bring in a whole new different amount of revenue. On the other front, let's shift gears just a little bit and do a quick little, I guess, election update for you with our Biden basement segment of the day. Let's go into the Biden basement. And apparently we get to learn more and more about Joe Biden every single day. And he is he's on the campaign trail trying to muddle his way through speeches, trying to rally people, which doesn't really bring a whole lot of people. But he tries. And now that we're trying to learn more about his life, this is the latest that he's said on the campaign trail today. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure. Raised by the Puerto Rican community. Did you know that? Joe Biden was raised by the Puerto Rican community. It's kind of like that Jungle Book story with the kid being raised by the animals. He's been raised by the Puerto Ricans now, apparently. That's the latest from the Joe Biden basement. Let's go into the Biden basement. (laughs) Oh, it's all about that identity politics. Let's try to find a way to relate to them so they will vote for us because... If we don't have to like give them good things or actually create an opportunity for them or do good things for the community. All we got to do is say that we, we relate to them. Just like uh, the wife calling Hispanics apparently like breakfast tacos or something. Right? There is the new, uh, the latest out of the state of Florida with the Democrat challenger Carla Hernandez uh, going against Republican Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, uh, where says that the Latina card should be revoked for Nunez because of being the conservative Republican that she is as well. Again, loving to play those identity politics. Your Latina card needs to be revoked for what you stand for supporting Ron DeSantis and being that Lieutenant Governor. Oh, the world we live in. All right, when we come back, Patricia Corey will shift gears a little bit. Hacking the God Code is her latest book. We'll have some fun going into the weekend for the last little bit here on The Voice of Reason. For a Friday, stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right. Welcome back into the program. Boy, oh boy, it's a Friday. We go into Halloween weekend trying to get you set up for elections here in a week and a half. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. And welcome in. Thanks for hanging out. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. That's what we're all about here on this program, having more fun than what we should be each and every day. We'll get back to Twitter. We'll get back to Elon Musk in a little bit. So we'll talk about elections here a little bit as well. But I want to shift gears. It's a Friday. Why not have a little fun 
and just enjoy a bit for a Friday. Although, I don't know, I I guess you can enjoy it if you like really deep, heavy conversations, which is kind of what we're going to get into with our next guest. Excited as we go into our latest in What's Trending. What's trending today? As I'm excited to have on the program, she is the author of the new book, Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. Excited to have on the program with us here, Patricia Corey. Patricia, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah, it is good to talk with you. I am really excited. This is uh, an interesting take on it, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. It's been an ongoing battle in the spiritual sense and the religious sense for a very long time. But are we getting closer to losing our freedom, not just as a human being, but as our human soul as well? Well, they're certainly doing everything they can to make that happen. I mean, we are really, I think that even the people that are most tuned out are starting to realize that, that we are in a battle of spirit, of, of darkness and light. This is the Armageddon. We're in it. And the forces that are, let's call the darkness, are intent upon, they don't want to just kill us off. They want to have our souls. So if you look at it from a, let's say, spiritual point of view or a religious point of view, this is God and Satan fighting it out. And we are the the prey. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, that's what I'm writing about and how they're going about it is uh, what the book is all about. I find that fascinating. Now, obviously, it's been an ongoing battle since the beginning of time. But when do you think the beginning of the quote unquote Armageddon or the end of times or this this period, when did this begin? I think that everything that was leading, I agree with you that it's a bit of <laughs> poor Earth. We can't seem to have a moment <laughs> of peace on this planet. But uh, I think that with the onset of the vid, uh, that was the trigger. That was the point where there was the point of no return. I also think 911 was a big marker as far as losing our freedom to think and to understand what's going on in our world. But uh, definitely the vid has changed the game, has, yeah. has ramped up the game. It's, it's been in many ways, in, in many ways. Yeah. And everybody has kind of their own dates on when the transition started to happen. Some say that it was the the end of the Mayan calendar in 2012 on December 21st there. Like you mentioned, 2001 with 9-11 where things started to happen. Uh, and again, I mean, Christians call it the, the end of days or the rapture uh, or the Armageddon in the end of times. The spiritualists call it the age of Aquarius. The Native Americans call it the rainbow warriors that are about to happen. Every it seems like every religion, every philosophy, every type of uh, spiritual out there in some way shape or form has a name for it and they all agree in their own personalized way on however they believe it they all agree that it's happening right about the same time now which is kind of fascinating to me yeah and the thing is that well okay we've got colossal forces at work here we have as you said the shifting into the age of aquarius we have uh we the planet and the solar system are in a, a new location in space called the photon belt We've got the calendar, the Mayan calendar. I mean, this is a absolutely a significant moment in galactic energy and galactic cycles. And it's only uh, it's it's natural that therefore there would be a huge cataclysmic shift in the human population in in life on this planet. Sure. The question is, are you know, how the outcome? We all want to know what's the outcome, and uh, that I believe that we're fighting for the human race. And that we will win it because I believe the light beats the darkness. But boy, this is it. The more people start to recognize that we're in Armageddon, the sooner we'll turn this around. 
Yeah, amen to that. Uh, with the battle for the human soul, where did this part really amplify? A lot of people believe that it started with really the COVID-19 pandemic, the quote-unquote great reset that many tried, uh, the forcing of vaccinations in some degree. Did it, In your opinion, do you think that took it to another level here? Yeah, I think that what we're looking at here is a group of madly insane transhumanists that want to uh, well, they openly say they want to see a new human. I don't know if you've heard Harari, this guy that that, that is a spokesperson for uh, World Economic Forum, who has said that we can hack humans and we're going to make a better model, humans 2.0. So they're talking uh-huh. about it. They're openly talking about sh- shifting the biological human being into a version that is a synthetically controlled mind-controlled, technology-controlled AI um, being, and they're calling it Human 2.0. And that's what my book is talking about. It's like, no, we won't go to Human 2.0. We're perfectly happy being biological beings with all of our emotion and our own minds and and our capacity to love, and most important, the God light within us. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. It's And I was going to ask you about AI because there's two different takes on this. There is the genetic modification through the, maybe the mRNA technology through the vaccines that I think a lot are trying uh, from that level to kind of control the DNA or manipulate the DNA of humans. The other side of it would be the AI fusion of maybe like what Elon Musk has with, uh, with his uh, whatever he calls it with the brain chips, which... I, I mean, we were just talking about Neuralink. Elon Musk a little bit ago with Twitter. I'm a fan of Elon Musk and uh, Neuralink. I'm a fan of what he's doing, but he even admits while he's doing it with the proper intention to help people with maybe a deformity or help people that may be paralyzed, that obviously it's going to lead to something very dark and dangerous down the road. Well, I'd like to say I'm a fan of Elon Musk, and I do think he's doing some good things. But anybody that wants to drill a hole in my head and insert <laughs> not only a chip, but an entire computer device right into my brain yeah. is not somebody that I'm overly effusively enthusiastic about. We shall see. Sure. But, you know, you hit on it. And uh, exactly. I don't want to scare people, but we, we do know that the mRNA is in the shots and the mRNA that's in the shots is telling the DNA, altering the DNA, this has now been verified. So even though the pharmaceutical companies refused it, said it wasn't true, we've now had this verified by Lund University that have uh, said that the mRNA in the shot is altering DNA cells in the body, in the liver, and therefore it takes it doesn't take a neuroscience to figure out that it moves through the body. So how is it altering the human DNA is the question, and the thesis of my book is they're trying to steal the human soul by inserting artificial instructions and altering the, the essence of what we are, who we are, which is divine beings. What it almost what it almost cut off our connection to say those that that pray or that meditate or that open up quote unquote third eye or have that energetic connection to God, which is their way of communicating, is is essentially the way to 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 uh, enslave the soul, to try and capture the soul in some way, saying that this genetic modification would cut that connection off to where you don't feel connected to a higher power any longer. I mean, is that kind of what we're talking about here? That's what we're talking about. In fact, wow. I've been, I'm a, I consult with people and, and I'm a psychic. And so I've had people that I've been in, in session with and I can't see any energy in their head in the crown. 
And when I tell them I don't see the crown, they, they always tell me I had my vaccination and since then I don't feel God anymore. I can't meditate anymore. I can't do yoga anymore. And they start to cry and get upset. So, yeah, something's going on here. And my suggestion in the work that I brought forward is what if this mRNA has the capacity to go in and snip out the God code, the the we know that the DNA is a very sophisticated, highly sophisticated system of codes, right? Sure. What if they have the capacity and they have a, a technique called CRISPR, which I'm sure you're familiar with, which they can now go in and dissect the DNA and cut it and insert something else. And my question is, what the hell do they want to insert there? I and was, do I want somebody cutting up my DNA and inserting something different and different command? No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I was not aware of that. I've not heard of splice. I've heard of splicing DNA. I've not heard of being able to actually inject something different in there. I know, and depending on, and I know we got about a minute before I have to take a break here. And for those, they may be kind of just glossing over with uh, with some of this. But I have heard about the what is it, the protein B that is in our DNA where we don't know where that one came from. And it looked like it, it had been spliced in like, you know, a millennia ago uh, to become kind of the, the average modern day humans that we are today. So we're talking about that. And this could be involved with maybe the MRNA technology or some of the new advanced technology that they're trying to inject into us. Yeah. And CRISPR is the tool that they've got to they can They can pinpoint any point in the DNA matrix and slice it, cut it, and insert other DNA or other instructions or synthetic. We don't know, but whatever they want to do, they apparently have the technology to do, which is why you don't want the mRNA in your body. Wow, this is amazing. We're talking with Patricia Corey, author of the book, Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. We got just about 45 seconds before I have to take a hard break here. So when we come back, I want to shift gears and, and talk about how what we do to try and prevent some of this as technology is obviously growing. We've, we've lost our ability of private, uh, privacy with, uh, with censorship and with uh, cameras everywhere and with uh, the, the spying in from our cell phones constantly. And what do we do to try and stop some of this? And where is that line drawn between technology being good and technology being bad as we continue on with that battle of dark and light. And I'm with you, Patricia. I think that the, at the end of the day, the light's always going to be victorious, which is why I'm not concerned in any way, shape, or form. But at the same time, I'm not going to openly try start injecting stuff into my body. And that's where the concern happens. We'll do some of that when we come back as well. Some of the comments on social media going crazy. We'll read some of those questions when we come back here as well. Again, it's Hacking the God Code. You can find it on Amazon. Patricia Corey will be right back here on a Friday. I'm so glad we did this conversation. So glad we did this interview going into the weekend here for a Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I am so glad we did this conversation today and had this interview. This is awesome. This is a great way to go into the weekend. I enjoy this stuff. Some people may think it's nerdy or not even like it or agree with it. It's cool. You can look at it for the entertainment value as well. But I am thoroughly enjoying We're talking with Patricia Corey, author of the book Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. Patricia, as we kind of have the last few minutes on the program here, 
I got a question on social media that was asked and said, if I've gotten the mRNA vaccine, if I did get it, what can I do about it? Am I a goner? Is this already starting to do it? Or is there a way for me to rid this stuff out of my system? And I think that's a good question. I've had a lot of people ask that. I've had a lot of people ask that. And my answer is don't despair. The first thing you need to do, of course, is not take any more. The second thing you need to do is start shedding out metals, heavy metals, because we know there are uh, graphene oxide uh, particles in the vax. So uh, you want to start doing a heavy metal detox, first of all. You need mine over matter, big, big thing. Because if you're aware of things like Emoto and how he uh, used thought and prayer and messages to alter the vibrational sequence or frequency and design of water crystals and you know we are 90 percent water so you want to start putting in the message that you are sovereign that this cannot harm you and that uh you want to repair your dna and i've got i've got some information in the book also about what to do i believe that a lot of doctors are really cranking it up to see what they can do to get this out of the body and in the meantime the most important thing to do is unplug from as much electromagnetic radiation as you can the cell phone the <laughs> television the uh imposition of all these frequencies it's very important because information is coming out that these frequencies are affecting whatever's in these in these injections so sure. do what you can to not be walking around with a cell phone turn it off get it away from you go, at night when you go to bed turn off the router and uh, be aware that frequency has something to do with activating these, the what's in these shots. And then for the rest, um, trust that genius people are working night and day to figure out how do we unload this and and free the body of it. So no, you are not a goner. Uh, it's wonderful that you've only had one. That's yeah. very good. And, that is very good. Um, That's difficult, though. Like what you yeah. just mentioned, you know, turning off the cell phones and turning off the routers. I mean, especially me being a radio guy, I am around radio frequencies all day long. And uh, that's uh, I, I'm aware of that. And I'm kind of a goner on that sense. But it is it is something that to be aware of and try and protect and, and just limit yourself from that exposure. Because as I mentioned, going into the break, I mean, technology is everywhere and it's getting more frequent. It's getting more and more intricate in our lives to where we're as humans taking more of a back seat compared to what technology is doing to today and that's difficult to fight this battle it seems like at times and not only is it more frequent it's it's a higher frequency so it's pulsing in much more powerful waves the the answer to this question is very difficult because we all know i agree with you who doesn't well i don't have tv but who doesn't live in an environment surrounded by technology and what i'm proposing here is as much as you can you don't need to be walking down the street with a cell phone in your face. You don't need to be eating your dinner with a cell phone in your face, with the television on. Just become much more aware of your environment and know that even though you can't see this stuff, it's coming into you. And I believe it's interacting with this uh, poison. So do what you can to neutralize as much as possible your home environment. The car, you do not want the cell phone in the car bouncing around those uh, rays. <laughs> So it just become more aware of your environment and know that your body is a receptor to the frequencies that are coming through. Amen. I like it. We got about 30 seconds. Uh, excuse me, 30 seconds before we have to wrap up here. 
But in your thoughts in this battle of dark and light, uh, when is the big show supposed to happen and when can we kick back and watch it? Because as you said, if we're already there and we're already connected, it's more of a show to watch. So uh, in your interpretation, when do you think kind of time frame is this stuff going to happen? Well, I think the stuff is happening and I think that the election, I don't know what's going to go down with the elections. I'm not living in the States anymore, but I think this is a, a, a very critical time and whether or not they're going to even happen, I don't know. But, you know, obviously the transhumanist agenda is Agenda 2030. They want to wrap this up by 2030. So we've got eight years to turn this stuff around. We've got a few years and left. And we need all it. hands on deck. Amen to all that. All hands on all yeah. hands on deck. Patricia, I am so glad I got you on this program. we got to get you back on again soon. It is Hacking the God Code, the conspiracy to steal the human soul. Go check it out on Amazon other places as well. Patricia Corey, the author. Patricia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let's get you on here again soon and chat some more. Hey, appreciate it very much. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit for a Friday. Until then, we're back at it on Monday on Halloween. We'll have some fun on Halloween Day as well. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.